Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text for today is from the book of Acts, the history of the church, the second chapter. When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place, and suddenly there came from heaven a sound, like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And it divided tongues as a fire appeared uh, to them and rested on each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Dear friends of Christ, I, I want you to imagine that you get a new job and, and you're asked to build furniture, uh, so you are a carpenter, and your first assignment is to build an oak cabinet. And so you assemble all the materials that you need, and, and you get everything together, but you can't find any tools. And so you go to the boss with a question, and you say, uh, you know, where are the tools? And he says, well, we don't provide the tools. You have to provide your own tools. Okay, so the next day you come to work and you're equipped. You, you took all the tools that you had from home, all the power equipment that you need, and you get to work and get ready to get started, and you search for an outlet to plug your power tools into, but you can't find any. And so you go to your boss with another question. Where's the electrical outlets? And he says, oh, well, we don't provide electricity either. Oh, and, and by the way, you'll need to bring your own wood. What would you do if you had a job where they didn't give you the tools to get it done? I think you'd probably quit. Well, God doesn't want you to quit. God doesn't want you to quit doing what He put us on earth to do and what He's equipped us to do to share the message of Jesus to a lost and dying world. It's called evangelism, and in the Christian church it's a dirty word evangelism because it falls at your doorstep it falls at your doorstep that the holy spirit is calling you he's equipping you to go out and share the message of jesus to your friends and to your family and yet what a scary prospect that is i talk to our confirmation kids and i say do you ever talk about your faith to your friends and this last confirmation class, you know, most of them raised their hand. It was, it was encouraging to see, but confirmation class of the past? Nope, nope, we, we don't talk about our faith to our friends. And we think, well, shame on you confirmands, 7th and 8th graders not sharing your faith with your friends. Oh, but they learned it from somebody. They learned it from somebody to not share their faith. Somebody's been teaching them well that we don't talk about faith at home, and we don't talk about faith, and we don't talk about what the Holy Spirit does among us, and we don't talk about Christ and His love among us. And they learned it from the adults because they're too scared and unwilling. But the Holy Spirit has properly equipped you. Do you believe that? That he's equipped you for the message of sharing the gospel, sharing Jesus with your friends, with your family, with your neighbors. You see, even in 2018, all these years later, it's still all about Jesus. As we celebrate the 500th anniversary in that theme of the Reformation, it's still all about Jesus. And he still wants us to prophesy. <laughs> we had in the Old Testament lesson there. All those words, prophesy, prophesy, prophesy. It just simply means to share Jesus. 
share Jesus, prophesy. And that's not up to the pastors. That's your calling. And so our theme, Pentecost equips you to share Christ. Maybe you struggle, and maybe it's not an easy task. And maybe you've even tried and said, you know what, at some point I'm going to tell Jesus, I'm going to tell my friend about Jesus. And you make one person a project, and you say, I'm going to let them know. And then that moment comes, and and you say, "I'm I'm going to talk to them. Listen, how do I know? I've been there. And the moment happens. This is the moment. This is when I was going to talk to them about Jesus. And then you open your mouth, and it's like you're trying to ask a girl or a, a girl out the first time you've ever done it before. And you open it up, and you're going to say, will you go out with me? And the words are, you look pretty today, and you can't get the words out. And it's the same way when we try to share the message of Jesus. It really seems strange. In the Old Testament lesson for today, we see Ezekiel. And God took this prophet Ezekiel and asked him to preach to a valley of dry bones. Now you talk about not wanting to preach to somebody. Not, why in the world do I want to talk to Jesus and talk about Jesus to a bunch of dead bones? And Ezekiel said that these are a bunch of dead bones. And God said, I know. Tell them about Jesus. Prophesy to the bones. See, God wanted the dead bones to live. But the dead bones wouldn't live unless somebody would tell them about Jesus. Ezekiel must have been completely confused. Because dead bones just don't come to life. But trusting in God, Ezekiel did what he's supposed to do, and he began to preach, and he began to teach, and began to tell the dead bones about Jesus. And it was amazing. It was amazing what happened. Now, it wasn't the words of Ezekiel that made this happen. But the bones started to rattle. Ezekiel doesn't have that kind of power. I don't know if you know that. He's just an ordinary man, an ordinary person like you, an ordinary person like me. And all he was doing was talking about Jesus, the coming Messiah. And the bones started to rattle. I imagine Ezekiel was taking a bit. What's going back? What's going on? What's happening here? Well, the dead bones are coming to life. And they start to come to life bone to bone, and, and they become a body, and then sinew and tissue and tendons and muscle and flesh covers them, and then they become this mighty army of God, this holy Christian church, this community of saints that will live forever in God's presence in heaven. All because he preached. Because the Holy Spirit had work to do. There were dead bones that needed to be saved. Where are the dead bones in your life? Who are the dead bones the valley of the dead, that God wants to raise, that God wants to be part of this Christian family, of the resurrection of Christ Jesus from the dead. Who are the people in your life that the Lord wants you to reach out to? Your family, your friends, your neighbors, your co-workers, your classmates. Maybe it just seems hopeless to you. 
Maybe you look out there and you think, what's going to be the use? I'm just going to speak to the dead bones, and dead bones are just dead bones. They're not going to listen. So I'm not going to speak. Well, Ezekiel could have felt that way too. Ezekiel could have said, no, Lord, I'm not going to speak. I don't think that you're going to equip me. I don't think anything's going to happen. Or you could trust in the Lord like Ezekiel did and begin to preach, to begin to proclaim, to tell, us, tell somebody about Jesus. It may have seemed hopeless, but the dead bones did. They rose. Have you ever felt discouraged about sharing your faith? About sharing your faith with others that, that don't believe? It's easy sharing with Christians, but people that are in opposition. The dead bones. Has your neighbor or co-worker or family member shut you down so many times that you're a little intimidated? You feel like you're just wasting your time? Do you feel like God hasn't given you that perfect tool to accomplish your task? You just don't have what you need. Even though God, the Holy Spirit, has promised, if you do it, I'll be with you. Do you wonder, why doesn't God empower me? Why doesn't God equip me? Why doesn't God make me more eloquent? Why doesn't He give me the knowledge? Why doesn't He give me the wisdom? Well, when we stumble like that, when our evangelism falls short, we can respond in one of four ways. One, we can get frustrated and quit. Two, we can be filled with fear and quit. Three, we can just become apathetic and just not care and then quit. Or four, we can trust in Jesus that the Holy Spirit's really with us and speak to the dead bones that they might live. It's my prayer that you choose option four, that you make a plan, that you choose to share your faith with somebody in your life, hopefully many in your life. Why? Because... That's what Pentecost is all about. The Holy Spirit equipping His church, the Holy Spirit coming to help us so that the church can grow, that the Holy Spirit equips us with the tools that we need to get the mission done right. Pentecost equips God's people with purpose. And that's what He did in the early church, in the book of Acts. We see the early church and they're all gathering together Forty days after Easter, Jesus walked and he taught and he comforted the disciples. Uh, he shared with them. And of course, they were so excited that Jesus was alive, that he was who he claimed to be, that they could trust him with their very soul and know that their soul would live forever for all eternity, that they were going to be okay. They were very excited. And then on the 40th day, Jesus ascends into heaven that's we that was what we that was our topic for last week remember and he sends to sit on the right hand of god and the disciples then returned to jerusalem with great joy continually staying in the temple and continually praising god and all the believers continually joined together in constant prayer the believers were excited no longer filled with fear and they reminded each other about God's love. And they reminded each other about who He was. 
and the victory that he has made over death and the devil. And they reminded each other as they anticipated this coming of this gift of this Holy Spirit, the one that Jesus said when he goes to his Father, he will send to the church. And they looked forward to that. What was it going to be like? What was going to happen to us? Now, before Jesus ascended into heaven, he had commissioned his church. Go and make disciples of all nations. Go and prophesy. Tell them about Jesus. And he told them, you'll be my witnesses. And you know what a witness is. A witness is somebody who sees the event, who knows what they're talking about, and then they witness. They tell. You'll be my witnesses. In Jerusalem, in Spencer, Iowa, in Judea, in Clay County, in Samaria, in the United States of America, and to all the world. You'll be my witnesses. And I wonder how discouraged those 11 disciples were. And there were probably 120 other believers. So 131 Christians in the whole world. And you will be my witnesses to Jerusalem and to the whole world. It's up to you. And I wonder if they said, how in the world can we do that? There's no way that's happening. How can we reach, how can we reach the ends of the earth? We're not equipped for that. And if it were completely up to the disciples, if it were just up to them, they'd have every right to make all the excuses. We can't do it. There's no way we can't do this test. And they wouldn't have been able to. They would have failed if it had just been left up to them. If they had not been empowered by the Holy Spirit. The Christian church wouldn't be here today, my friends. But God didn't leave it up to them. Jesus sent the Holy Spirit. And God put His plan into motion. There were probably half a million people in Jerusalem that day. It was the festival of the weeks, or we call it Pentecost. Fifty days. Fifty days after the, the, the celebration of the Passover. And they called it Pentecost. They were there to, it was a harvest festival. They were harvesting in the wheat and they took time to thank God. Farmers still do that today. They harvest in the grain and then they thank God. And there were half a million Jews from all over the world coming to the temple to thank God for the harvest. And what a wonderful opportunity. What a time for the Holy Spirit to work. And so there they were, these 131 people. In his harvest festival. And Jesus says, We're about to have a harvest of souls, not a harvest of grain. Jesus said, Do not say, There are four months yet before the harvest. Look, I tell you to lift up your eyes. I want you to see the fields, for they're white for the harvest. Already the one who reaps is receiving wages and gathering fruit for eternal life, so that the sower and the reaper may rejoice together. I'm equipping you. It's time for the harvest of souls. And everything was about to change. Pentecost was about to change everything. And then a great wind entered where they were all praying. 
a mighty rushing wind, the sound of like a tornado, like a locomotive. Everybody paid attention. What's the noise? Tongues of fire appeared on their heads, but their hair wasn't on fire. It didn't burn. They began speaking in foreign languages. Fluently, they were taking, talking to a Spaniard. They spoke in Spanish. They talked to a Russian. They were speaking in Russian. Just it was flowing out of their lips as they just began to converse and be able to share the message of Jesus. And all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit. Empowered by the Spirit, the early church went to work. They started preaching to the dry bones. They told the people who were from all over the world the message of how Jesus Christ was God, how He suffered and died. And they shared the message of salvation in their own language. And in that first day, in one day, 3,000 believers were converted to Christ. That's 25 times the number of Christians the day before. And the church exploded. And now, well today, now, there are millions of Christians around the world. Pentecost has changed everything and the Holy Spirit has equipped God's church for His mission. Pentecost reveals God's purpose in us. We don't have to be afraid to talk about Jesus. We don't have to be frustrated. We don't have to be apathetic. The Holy Spirit has poured Himself out that our work might be effective, that we might, when we proclaim, His purpose will be done. God said this to the prophet Isaiah. He said, I am God. I will accomplish my purpose. Do you believe that? That He can do that through you? And again, God said, as for the rain and the snow, as it comes down from heaven and, and the rain and the snow do not return there, but they water the earth and, and bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater, well, so shall my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but it will accomplish what I purpose. And it will succeed for the thing for which I sent it. You see, God has called you to be a messenger. He's called you to be a witness. In Spencer, Iowa, in Clay County, in Iowa, in the United States, and, and to the ends of the earth. Do you believe that? Do you believe that God's equipped you? Do you believe you have that power? To witness to your family, to witness to your friends? Well, maybe you're thinking, well, if God empowered me with a mighty wind so that I could fluently speak different languages and, and fire bounces on my head, then, then I would be able to share Jesus with others. Then I'd be able to proclaim. Then I could be a witness. Unfortunately, I don't have anything to offer. Really, is that what you believe? No. You have everything. God fills you with the exact same Spirit he equips you. The Holy Spirit hasn't changed. He equips and empowers you. Now, His Spirit works in different times, in different generations. There's no question about that. But His Holy Spirit always accomplishes His work.
to equip and to empower you for his purpose to faithfully and to fearlessly proclaim the resurrected Christ to a lost and dying world. And that's why we should never quit evangelizing to our family, to our children, to our grandchildren, to our friends, to our co-workers. Whether from fear, frustration, or apathy because God has equipped us to get the task done. The Holy Spirit has equipped us with His Word. Never fails to accomplish His purpose. And for me, that's incredibly comforting because it doesn't matter how I say it. All I have to do is tell someone what He has done, how He suffered, how He died, how He rose, how He makes His life manifest in, in forgiveness in my life, how He's blessed me. And when you share your faith, you tap into all that power. The power of the Holy Spirit to accomplish God's will, His purpose through you. Pentecost will happen in you. And that's His promise. No, you don't have to be an eloquent speaker. You don't have to be a theologian. You don't have to have all the answers. You simply proclaim the wonders of God and the Holy Spirit does the rest. And then when the person needs more help, you bring them to the pastor, you bring them to the church, and we try to equip them further. The Holy Spirit's filled you. The Holy Spirit has empowered and equipped you to share the love of your Savior. Don't be afraid, don't be frustrated, don't become apathetic. It's hard work and it's frustrating, but don't give up. Trust in God, trust in Pentecost, trust in the Holy Spirit to let God's work, power work in you so that his will can be done. Be equipped, be filled, and keep sharing Jesus. Amen. And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.